I'm gonna have to kick you, you know what, today. We're heading inside the tent with an injury update from the Las Vegas Raiders. That is right. It's that time of week where we go uh, out to the Raider Nation guest line and welcome in our good friends, Dr. Robert Odell and Dr. Stephen Shaw from the Neuropathy and Pain Center of Las Vegas. Uh, Dr. Odell, uh, Dr. Shaw, how are you guys doing today? Doing great. Thanks, Vinny. Doing great. Love to hear it. Love to hear it. Well, guys, I am in Dallas, Texas right now. Uh, the NFL owners meetings, uh, their winter meetings are going on right now in Dallas, Texas. And I got a little secret that I'm going to share with you guys tomorrow. Uh, the NFL owners are going to approve the Super Bowl coming to Las Vegas uh, in 2024. That's just a couple years away, uh, actually. And I know but both of you guys uh, are longtime residents of uh, Las Vegas, you've seen this city grow uh, the way uh, it has um, and emerged as really one of the gems uh, of, of the United States. Uh, but Dr. Shaw and Dr. Odell, it wasn't, it was probably a couple of years ago, maybe four or five years ago, where the NFL had issues with an ad being played during a Super Bowl involving Las Vegas. Somebody had told me this story where, oh, we don't want to send that kind of a message with the gambling and all that. Uh, and fast forward to 2021. Um, a day before the NFL owners say we're going, we're coming to Las Vegas to play the Super Bowl. How um, you know excited are you guys about just that mere fact? But also kind of surprised how quickly all of this has turned around uh, for Las Vegas and the gambling and all that to become some pla- a place where the NFL wants to do business and a lot of business. Well, I, I'll tell you, I, I'm I am the definition of Vegas born. I was born here in 1968 and. I've uh, spent most of my life here, and, and I remember as a kid just praying to God that he would deliver us an NFL team soon because uh, I, had to, uh, I had to be a fan by proxy and just uh, pick the Dallas Cowboys because there, there was no team here. But now that we finally have a, a team that we can call our own, I, I, couldn't be, I couldn't be more proud of our city. And the fact that they got that stadium up, stadium up in record time, and uh, now we're talking Super Bowl being played here, I, I, I mean, it's a dream come true for me. Dr. Odell? Hey, Vinny, Vinny uh, can you get me tickets? <laughs> I, you know what? I was literally going to say, I know Dr. Odell is going to ask about tickets. We're going to work on that. We've got two years or so uh, to, to, get you, to get you hooked up and, and lined up. So uh, we'll, we'll, we'll be talking uh, about that. But uh, short of that, Dr. Odell, you've been in Las Vegas a long time. Uh, I know how much you love it uh, uh, in Las Vegas, as do I. But come on, the Super Bowl coming to Las Vegas, that's crazy. Yeah, I, I coached the African Super Bowl. I went to San Diego with a friend of mine, and we tried to get tickets to get in. can't remember what year, but we never never went in. So, you know, to me, the Super Bowl was kind of anticlimactic. I personally like the playoffs better. But having said that, the Raiders, the three or four Raider teams have been, have been amazing, even the most recent loss. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's just like being there. There's nothing like it. And I can imagine that's why the tickets are as ridiculous as they are, you know. Yeah, no question about it. And what's really cool, though, and I've been to a whole bunch of Super Bowls, um, the game, you're, at, you're actually right and kind of onto something in, in terms of anticlimactic. Yeah, even fun, more when fun. I yeah, love even the when four playoffs, the four, the four games that one weekend. It's great. And even the two. It's so much yes. more fun, you know. Yeah, no question about it. Uh, I'm with you on that. However, um, what you don't see on TV watching the game and you have to experience being here live 
um, is what happens in the week leading up to the Super Bowl. That's yeah, where yeah. all the fun is. Um, and yeah. that's where Las Vegas is going to be in the spotlight. The game is going to be the game, and that's going to be great and all of that. But the week leading up to it to showcase uh, all the venues in Las Vegas, there's going to be all kinds of parties. There's going to be great fan uh, interactive things for fans where I know the cost to go to the game is prohibitive, but there's so much for families, for kids, for fans from all over the place uh, to experience at a reasonable price as well. Yes. Maybe we can have the the train fans come out to see my train layout too. I was going to say, you might need to take the train. Yeah, you might need to take the train. Right. (laughs) You you might need to hop on one of your trains to get to, uh, to get to downtown, because I'm going to tell you this right now, you're not going to, it's, Las Vegas is going to look entirely different for that week. It just, that's how it works. When you go to these cities for the Super Bowl, they, the NFL just takes over. So it'll be interesting from that perspective, the kind of show that, uh, that, that Las Vegas is going to put on. All right. You guys mentioned uh, the Raiders and um, we all saw what happened uh, on Sunday. Last I talked to you guys, it was, I heard both of you guys go Raiders, go get the win in Kansas city. Well, that obviously didn't happen. Um, and before we get to, I want to talk about neck pain and, and what you guys have to offer and the techniques and procedures that you guys have uh, to deal with a very common, uh, uh, you know, uh, pain that, that people deal with. I want to ask you guys, and maybe Dr. Shaw, uh, going to ask you about this. There's a, there's a mental sure. side to pain, you know, that, that people have to uh, tap into sometimes or manage and, and mitigate. Uh, the Raiders are, it, it's its tough sledding right now for the Raiders. And I know bodies are fatigued and tired and they're, they're, there's pain involved right now. Guys are trying to get to the season. Uh, and at this stage of the season, people are hurting, uh, no doubt about it. But also mentally. Um, and, I, and Dr. Shaw, what kind of a connect? Is there a connection uh, to, to pain, physical pain, uh, and, 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 and your mentality and, and what's going on uh, above the shoulders? Well, you know, I, I think a lot can be said about the phrase, um, you know, um, it, it's all in the mind or, or mind over matter. I think that, uh, you know, there, there is such a thing as a pain tolerance. Some of us have a, a, a low pain tolerance, like myself, and uh, some of us have a very high pain tolerance. But in, in regard to the Raiders, I mean, you know, this is, these guys know this is part of the gig. I mean, this is where conditioning comes in. So strength conditioning, endurance. Uh, having it at its peak, this is how you get to the end of the season and still have enough gas in your tank to, to finish that race, you know. Uh, but knowing the amount of training that you put in should give you the confidence, and the injuries should probably have less profound of an effect. So you were trained for this. Uh, you know it's going to happen. You suck it up, and you keep moving, and you hope that your training and condition gets you there. Dr. Odell, I, the, the reason I bring that up is because – um, you know, the, 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 when you're seeing somebody, a patient, and, and you know, pain can, can really affect you mentally. It's like uh, uh, how you approach your day, how you approach your job, how you approach your everyday life. If you're in pain, sometimes you're going to be in the doldrums a little bit, and it's going to affect how you do other, you know, uh, or, or, or carry out uh, other parts of your life. It just puts a damper on things, I guess is the best way to say it. Uh, but but at the at, at the neuropathy and pain center, you guys have a way of being able to attack the problem, treat the problem, to really put people in a better mindset a, a, as well. And if you could kind of talk about that, about the connection between feeling good and being able to live a better life as a result. Well, I mean, but, we're uh, go ahead, go ahead, Steve. Well, I, I was I was going to pick that up. I mean, so uh, really, the common goal here for doctors 
about in getting people out of pain is really to help them to be able to achieve their normal day-to-day activities. I mean, if you've got severe back pain and you can't walk your dog, which is something you've done your entire life, that's going to get you down. So, I mean, you know, once we can eliminate the back pain and, you know, come up with the reason why you have back pain and hopefully prevent it from happening again, now you can get back to the things that are important to you, like walking your dog or going grocery shopping or interacting with your family. So, you know, it's the, the mental aspect, I guess, has a few sides. Number one is you feel better when physically you feel you mentally feel better when you physically feel better. And then number two, you can get back to your normal life. And, and, and your normal things that you do on a day-to-day basis. Dr. Shaw uh, and, and Dr. Odell uh, are joining us uh, as they do twice a week um, to talk about the Neuropathy and Pain Center of Las Vegas, what they offer, um, you know, injuries around the NFL and around the Raiders. They actually came out of that game uh, fairly clean, at least physically, uh, I'm not so sure emotionally, uh, after yeah, that probably. loss to the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, uh, but uh, at least from, the, from a physical standpoint, they look to be uh, okay coming out of that game. But I wanted to talk to you guys about uh, neck pain. I'm, I'm on your website, uh, was reading up on, on neck pain. And um, sure. you know, there's a lot of people that deal with neck pain. And it's like literally a, a situation where you wake up in pain. Um, when it when it's related to your neck, and it just again it could put a damper uh, on your day, uh, but as you guys mentioned, uh, uh, figuring out what the issue is and then figuring out a treatment for it um, can just elevate your life so much better because you're not dealing with that pain on a on a constant basis. But if you ca- could talk about you know types of pain or, or, or neck uh, uh, injuries common neck injuries uh, and neck pain and, and some of the procedures that you guys have available to treat it. I think our listeners would really appreciate that. I'll, I'll take that. Uh, so uh, neck, if you look at the anatomy of the neck compared to the back, and I mean, you know, unfortunately, uh, lower back pain is the most common reason that people miss uh, work in America. Uh, but in my opinion, I think the neck is actually more susceptible to injury. Uh, there's just more working parts in the neck. There's, so in the lower back, we have five vertebrae that are responsible for essentially four different ranges of motion. But in the neck, we have seven vertebrae that are responsible for six different ranges of motion. So a lot can go wrong. A lot of ligaments tied into those tendons and nerves and uh, not a lot of room for much else. But uh, as far as common injuries go, I, I would say from, from my chiropractic end uh, that the majority of injuries are more sprain-strain. So muscles and tendons and ligaments and everything that binds you together in your neck, those are the structures that get injured. It usually happens from falling and your head whips to the side forward. Or I, I hate to say it, in this city it's very prevalent, but auto accidents. Uh, very common uh, to receive neck and upper back injuries as a result of that. Um, so that's that's probably uh, the majority of injuries would be traumatic. But, I mean, you, then there's common day-to-day stuff like sleep positions. I can't tell you how many people I treat because they sleep in improper positions or, or ergonomic stuff like sitting at a desk all day in the improper position. So all of it adds up. And all again, all of those structures just become inflamed and irritated, and all the nerves get agitated, and uh, they certainly let you know about it. And that's usually where the pain comes from. We're talking to Dr. Robert Odell and Dr. Stephen Shaw from the Neuropathy and Pain, Neuropathy and pain Center uh, of Las Vegas. Uh, I urge everybody that's dealing with any kind of pain, whether it's neck pain, back pain, uh, leg pain, uh, elbow, whatever the case might be, please 
call them 702-257-7246. Uh, they have answers. They have options. And a lot of times it's a lot uh, less uh, intrusive than you might think it's going to be. I know people are sometimes afraid uh, to go to the doctor. They don't want bad news. They don't want um, you know to, to hear that they have to have surgery or a big procedure. Sometimes the cost factor uh, comes into play. Uh, but they have options, affordable options, uh, and 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 options and procedures that you know, are, frankly, don't mean having to go uh, under the under uh, a knife and, and, and that type of stuff. So please call them 702-257-7246. I know you guys offer diagnostic testing. Um, it, when it comes to the neck, is there a timeline, like how long that kind of t- that, that might take? Uh, and, and also, you know, when you guys can come up with an answers uh, when you're when you're talking about neck pain? Well, hey, I'll, I'll just start out. Um, I know Doc's going to want to talk about NeuroScan. Uh, I, I say from the chiropractic end, it's very important to get a history. In other words, uh, have the patient explain how they are injured, what body parts are injured, and then you rely on your physical exam. Uh, that's part of the diagnostic criteria. And then after your physical exam, you'd move, you'd move on to things like x-rays to, to visualize the joints and to visualize the posture. Um, and, and then from there, uh, you, if you don't get any answers, we turn to things like MRIs or nerve testing. And, and this is more of Doc's specialty, so I'll, I'll let him take over. Yeah, what um, I found in my experience that most neck pain that has to go on to interventional stuff is, is facet mediated, which means, I apologize, I'm back east, I'm in a restaurant, it's a little, little, uh, little loud here. Uh, the neck pain is, 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 if you have pain in the morning, pain on extension, pain on rotation, it's pretty likely the facets. That's extra spinal. The nerve test that I do will probably be negative, meaning it's not your discs. And one thing I just want to tell your listeners is the procedures we do to treat facet-mediated neck pain is almost 100% successful. Uh, I can count on one hand the number of failures I've had. Given, given what we do, and it, it's really the most rewarding for both, both patient and doctor alike. And I've heard this from multiple pain management physicians. I think that facet pain, it really, really is way more prevalent than, than uh, facet mediated pain, um, than uh, disc pain or uh, ligamentous pain. Again, assuming that the chiropractic care is, you know, has not worked uh, 200%. And it's just really, I, I will tell you one story. Once I started using the Duro's Triton needle, the big needle that I use, and don't be afraid of the big needle because it's well anesthetized when we burn the nerves. This guy was 38. His daughter was eight, and he got the neck pain when he was, when he was 32 and she was two. And he could not lift his daughter up for six years. This is one of the first Triton cases I did. And I'll never forget, I can lift my daughter up now. That really made my day, made my week. And it's very typical of neck pain. Neck pain is easy. A lot of people don't realize that uh, it's easily treatable. It really is because, remember, we don't walk on our neck. And we and neck is a little bit less complicated than low back as far as the uh, there's no sacroiliac joint. So I my big message is that... Uh, Please come and see if you have neck pain. Uh, very likely, we'll be able to help you. 
that is uh, just music to my ears, and I'm sure uh, music to a lot of our listeners' ears that are dealing with neck pain. And if it's not you, maybe it's your mom, maybe it's your dad, maybe it's your brother, a good friend uh, that's complaining, a coworker uh, that that might be uh, you know complaining a, a, about neck pain and, and is reluctant or scared or apprehensive uh, about you know uh, going to a doctor and getting the bad news or you know oh oh my gosh it's going to cost this much. Um, please call. Uh, Dr. Odell and Dr. Stephen Shaw over at the Neuropathy and Pain Center of Las Vegas at 702-257-7246 because I'm here to tell you that it's probably not going to be as bad as you think it is, both from a cost perspective uh, and also from a procedural perspective. Uh, They've got answers. uh, They've got options that um, are going to be able to help you uh, in a way that you deserve to be helped. Uh, so please call them at 702-257-7246. You don't have to deal with pain just because you think getting older means having to deal with pain. Uh, they're there to help, uh, and please take advantage uh, of it. Dr. Shaw, Dr. Odell, thank you so much uh, for spending thank some you, time Vinny. with us in the huddle. Truly appreciate it. We'll check back in with thank you, you next week. Do- Dr. Odell, uh, safe travels from, from Tennessee. Get back uh, safe and sound. All right, go get them, Raiders. Yeah, there you go. Uh, that was Dr. Robert uh, Odell and Dr. Stephen Shaw from the Neuropathy and Pain Center of Las Vegas. They join us to talk about pain and the help that they can provide. Call them, 702-257-7246. You are in the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor and Lincoln Kennedy, brought to you by Tequila Embajador, Raider Nation Radio 920 AM on a Tuesday. We'll check back in with you in just a minute or two. No one gets you closer to the Las Vegas Raiders. You're in the huddle with Benny Bonsignor and Lincoln Kennedy. Yeah, uh, and it's nuts, right? Um, you know, it makes it is a week to week game. As as I know, if anyone just is a fan of mine, you know, it's a week to week league. That's for sure, right? Because one day they love you, the next day they hate you. Um, you know, they blame you for everything and then they praise you for stuff that, you know, really, you know, that wasn't even me. You know what I mean? And uh, if anyone knows that, I know that. Right. Um, but uh, letting our team know that. Right. To to keep that mindset. Look, it doesn't matter if we win by a whole bunch of points or we lose by a whole bunch of points. You win by a close game, lose by a close game. You always move on to the next game. And I, th- I know it's hard for people to to comprehend, but that's why we do what we do, you know, and that's why, you know, we're in the positions that we're in because we have to compartmentalize a win or a loss, flush it and move on to the next thing. And I think that for us to know that we're still right there uh, and we have four AFC teams, you know, uh, that we play two in the division, you know, I mean, it's not going to be easy, but you're telling me that we have a chance. And so uh, the way that we've come to work is uh, we do have a chance and that's a fact, you know, but we have to win football games. That's all that matters. That's Derek Carr, Raiders quarterback Derek Carr, speaking today to the media. You're saying, well, it's Tuesday. Why was Derek Carr talking uh, on Tuesday? The Raiders don't even practice on Tuesday. Well, they're playing on Saturday. Remember, uh, the the, uh, Browns uh, game was moved. Well, it wasn't moved. It was always scheduled as either a Saturday or Sunday game. Uh, just the Raiders' luck coming off a game against Kansas City at Kansas City. The NFL says, yep, you're going to have to now turn around uh, and go to Cleveland uh, to play the Browns on on Saturday. Uh, And Lincoln Kennedy, um, you heard Derek Carr, and um, he's saying, you know, obviously all the right things. As a professional athlete, um, you know, whether you're talking about playing for pride or 
whatever the case might be. And in their case, um, whether you want to believe it or not, anybody out there, but there's still a chance for them to make the playoffs. They got to go win four football games to do it, but they have that opportunity. So no time to be throwing in the towel. Uh, and, and you just don't do that anyway. Uh, because you're a professional athlete. You're getting paid to do a job, and uh, that's just uh, the, the fact of the matter. And so I like hearing what Derek Carr has to say, whether it means they'll be able to get the necessary wins or play a good football game on Saturday. I don't know. I'm done even trying to figure out this Raiders team and what Raider team is going to come out. Uh, but as a professional athlete, Lincoln, that's the mindset that you have to have. Well, look, Derek said a number of things in that little excerpt that he paid. The first thing that stood out to me is, you know, you get praise when you you do things that you didn't do or look and, and fault when you do things that you didn't do. It, it comes with the position. The reason why you're the most recognized on every team is the quarterback and you get the highest salary because that's what comes with the position. You're supposed to be the image of the franchise. That's what they want. That's what the NFL wants. That's how they control the overall salary. So, yes, take it on the chin when yeah, somebody criticizes you and stuff like Okay, but at the same point, we also know that he's also going in the shell when people criticize him. So, I mean, it comes, comes both ways. But I will say this. You know, to your point, when, when do we start just calling it like it is because right now this team has not paid consistent in any really stretch of the season. They came with, you know, you, you break the season down. You start from the beginning. You, you, you started out with the Baltimore Ravens. Baltimore Ravens were down a number of notable players, went the same team that we saw in the middle part of the year, even before Lamar Jackson went down. Found a way to win after you were down. You know, then you have the, you, you have the next game. Then you, you play with the Dolphins, and you, okay, you, you made that game a lot more interesting. But now look with the way, the way the Dolphins are coming back and the way they're playing, and then I think they're on a, a game-winning streak. You know, before they had the first letdown, that's against the Chargers. Everything kind of snowballs after that. They show a little bit of a bounce back, if you will, against the Broncos. Well, we all know the Broncos weren't very good, and their defense hasn't really been the same. Quarterback play has been in that. But you take a win as a win. And I do agree with that point that he made. A win is a win. doesn't matter if you win by 30 or win by one. A win is a win. Uh, I've often said to fans when they say, man, great win today, every win's a great win. Uh, Every loss is a tough loss. You have to think about that. But you also have to hate to lose. And that's what I want to see from these guys. You, you hate to lose? You know what you did wrong? Do it right. Don't, don't continue to do the same stuff that you did wrong and think that you're going to have success. You've got to learn from mistakes. I agree with that, Lincoln Kennedy. Uh, there's no doubt about that. Um, but sometimes you're either good or you're not that good. Uh, and that True. becomes a factor as and well. And that's where coaching and- comes in. So that's where you have to try to make some changes. You have to do, do some things different. You have to try to strike a court. That's where the coaching comes in. And in my opinion, this coaching staff is going to be broken down. I don't know who stays, who goes. I don't know if they all go. I don't know what the new head coach is going to go on. I don't know if Mark Davis is going to make a call on Derek Carr before he hires a new head coach or a general manager. I don't know. We don't know these things. We've got four right. games left. And trying to keep a level of optimism surrounding this team the way they play is thinning. Yes, uh, there's no (laughs) doubt about that. I would imagine that the new coach is coming in. um, If there is a new coach, you know, we don't want to – we respect Rich Bisaccia. And he's doing the best that he can, and we're not trying to throw him under the bus. But if there was a coaching change, uh, that would probably happen in January. That's typically when coaches are, um, you know, uh, uh, are told they're not coming back and new coaches are hired. Uh, so that's probably you know right around there is when um, is when that would happen that decision and then then decisions on players and rosters uh, that happens you know uh, from that point on. 
so you know obviously we're going to monitor uh, all that uh but like it prior to um a couple of the inter excuse me interviews that we did um i i asked you and i posed this question i'm throwing out this question uh even to some of our listeners if you if you want to chime in and i'm not trying to i'm not like a you know people oh you're 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 a Derek carr defender you're a Derek carr this i'm just a reporter uh, trying to analyze the team that I cover and 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 look at all options and leave no stone unturned. All right, but this you know this balance between the blame and uh, the, uh, the the praise of a quarterback versus what the team you know the, you know uh, blaming or or praising everybody else. Like you said, it's always kind of a delicate balance, and it always leans toward the quarterback. It's they're the star of the team, they're the face of the franchise. You said it yourself. The NFL uh, has structured salaries to pay them the most because they're the most "quote unquote" important player on the team. But none of that happens too without the um, complimentary help. You have to have help. Archie Manning was a great quarterback. His record will never indicate that Lincoln ever because he played on bad teams his whole career essentially. Yet. He was arguably one of the better quarterbacks to play this game of football from a talent perspective. He just didn't have the help. So I want to ask you this question, Lincoln. It's been on my mind uh, for a little while now. Um, you know, in pursuit of and uh, acknowledging that quarterbacks need help, if you were to, to, to kind of put a number from 1 to 32, 1 being, you know, a top roster, 32 obviously being a bottom of the league roster. If you look at all eight years that um, that that uh, that Derek Carr has been the quarterback of the Raiders and you were to kind of, um, you know, uh, put a number on what the average level of talent he's had to work with that uh, on the Raiders at that, you know, uh, over the eight years, uh, a composite number that that captured the level of uh, of team that he's had to play with top to bottom roster where would you say the raiders have been in the 8 years talent wise roster wise 1 to 32 uh, in the nfl during his his career with the raiders there hasn't been any complete team in the nfl it's 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 kind of it, it, it's not it's a jaded question for the sense that you you can you can compare notes from roster to roster what they had and what they didn't have they had pieces in place when they had khalil mack when they had amari cooper but uh, amari didn't yeah, want to play there but amari didn't want to play with the raiders okay they had the raiders okay you were with the raiders you guys had a, I would say, a top 10 roster during those. Those heydays were a top 10 roster. You guys were a good team, man. You had talent all over the place. You had defensive talent. You had offensive line in place. You had a good running back core. You had good wide receivers. But it took, it took time to get that. I mean, it didn't of start that it way. Does. The first, it the, does. The, my first two years with the Raiders, we were, we were pathetic. We barely okay. won football games. Made a coaching right, change. So went to Gruden. Then we went two years, eight and eight. And then we went on the run. Then we went on the run. And, and right. some people With, will be, argue after 2001, the 2002 team that went to the Super Bowl was better than the 2001 team that played in the Tuck Rule game, that played right. the AFC Championship against the Baltimores in 2000, against the yes. Ravens in 2000. I, I know there's no 100% complete team, but if you're, if you're sitting here telling me that the New England Patriots haven't had a top 10 roster uh, during the time that, that, uh, that Tom Brady was the quarterback or that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers right now aren't a top 10 roster. I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm going to argue with you till uh, the end of time. Well, Tampa Bay probably has one of the most complete rosters, and that's why they came back. But not all team. All teams had faults. All teams had shortcomings. I know that. I know that. But, 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 when, but when you're talking about 
talent wins in this league, and the best rosters win in this league. Yes, your quarterback's going to be able to help um, uh, you know, uh, cover up some issues that you might have. I mean, I think Aaron Rodgers has done that, uh, you know, up in Green Bay. Although, you know, he it's never always been successful uh, in Green Bay. It was never always successful. Somebody brought up Drew Brees. Drew Brees had a bunch of, you know, uh, or at least a few seven and, you know, nine seasons, eight and eight kind of seasons when the talent around him wasn't as good, when they improved the talent and that all of a sudden you look at those Saints and they were top 10 level talented teams, that's when great things happen. So, I mean, I'm asking you, are we talking top 20? Has he ever had a roster that you would say talent for talent, 53 from top to bottom, that is a that, 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 that level of talent ranks within the top 20 of the NFL in that particular year. Let I mean, you're, we're, we're trying to go back over eight years and think about his time with the Raiders. There were there were incompletions. There were there were guys that they had. They 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 signed free agents. I'm, I mean, I'm thinking back to the last time the Raiders went to the playoffs, and that's 2016. And they had guys like uh, what was it? I, I think Bruce Irvin. Um, things with Sean Smith. Colegio Simile. I mean, they signed guys. They made they made signs. It's not a complete roster. It never has been a complete roster. But never, you, but, really but, but but people have sat there and argued in Derek Carr's favor because of the numbers. And I I said a couple weeks ago, I don't care about the damn numbers. I don't care if he's second in the league passing. You're not winning games. When other quarterbacks have that type of success, they're winning games. Even you know, even one wants to throw <laughs> throw stuff out there about Tom Brady last year. When they went to Green Bay, he threw three interceptions. It was because of his defense they won the game. Thank you. So, Thank so, you. so now that they've got a defense, there's still inconsistencies all across the board, both on offense and defense. It's, it's not. It's not. I'm not blaming Derek Carr, but I'm also not saying he doesn't have some blame in this because we've I, seen him not play consistent. I agree, but I'm going to sit here and tell you that if you're talking about, um, you know, where the Raiders composite wise. <laughs> rosters have ranked in the eight years that he's been on this team. I'm going to say it's I don't know the complete rosters every every I knew that for a long time they needed a right tackle and that's why they went out and signed Trent Brown and gave him far more money than they should but they needed a right tackle. I knew coming into that season they expected when they when they expected that uh, Donald Penn would make the switch when they got Colton Miller and they said Colton Miller's a better left tackle Donald Penn would switch that no one expected Donald Penn to go in a hole and play the way he did. And force the hand of you had to put, start Brandon Parker, who wasn't ready. And we always know now know after four years of seeing he can't be a starter. He could be a swing. Temper, excuse me. <coughs> yep. You okay? Yeah, I'm just getting all choked up here. So hang on. You, you I'm going to put a number on it. I'm going to say they, they their, their rosters over his time with the Raiders is right around 25th in the NFL. When you're talking about from top to bottom, how this team was constructed, each team was constructed. Did they have the necessary talent at all positional groups? You're not going to be perfect everywhere. There's some guys that you're just going to have to kind of, you know, cover up, get by with, uh, all of that. But like, you know, when I look at the Rams rosters and, and you know, I'm, I'm going, there's a lot of talent on that team across the board. They're set at cornerback. They've got a star at cornerback. They've got one of the better defensive lines. they got a really good quarterback. Uh, they've got great wide receiver. Like, you could go on and on going, man, there's a talent. Cooper Cup, you know, uh, along with, you know, uh, uh, Robert Woods and now Odell. I mean, that's talent right there. Like, I don't think that if you look at the Raiders over the last eight years, I don't know if their roster – Maybe 2016, I guess. I don't know if it's ever been a top 20-ish roster. I've, I always feel like it's been 
below 20. And that's well, the last not- defensive lineman that they had was dominant was Khalil Mack. They haven't had one since. So right. Max Crosby's on the rise, but he's not there yet, right? He's not a right, cool match, right. right? So I mean, let alone collectively, let alone have two or three guys that are really good. You know what I'm saying? Like making a dominant defensive line. This year's defensive line uh, is pretty good, but uh, we'll get back to it when, when we get back. You're in the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor and Lincoln Kennedy, brought to you by Tequila and Bajador, Raider Nation Radio, 9:20 a.m. on a Tuesday. You're listening to Raider Nation Radio, 9:20 a.m. Now back to your hosts, Vinny Bonsignor and Lincoln Kennedy. What up, Raider Nation? Raider Nation, welcome back to Raider Nation Radio, 9:20 a.m. on a Tuesday. You're in the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor and Lincoln Kennedy, brought to you by Tequila and Bajada. Uh Lincoln, some good news coming tomorrow uh, for Las Vegas. Uh, the NFL owners, that's I'm in Dallas for the NFL owners meetings right now. Uh, the, the NFL is going to approve uh, Las Vegas as the host for uh, the Super Bowl in 2024, Good. 2024, which is like right around the corner. Uh, I wanted to throw this out to you, and I've, I've, I've been on a lot of shows today uh, asking about the Super Bowl in, in Las Vegas. Um, you've been, uh, uh, you know, you, you've said uh, in the past that Las Vegas was, you know, a, a go-to place for you yeah. uh, mm-hmm. to come and unwind and have a little bit of fun uh, right. like, like like the rest of us. Mm-hmm. Um you know, but as a player, you know, playing in the NFL for as long as you did and as great as you did, uh, the thought of a team being in Las Vegas, let alone having the Super Bowl in Las Vegas, I mean, only five years ago, Lincoln, it seemed far-fetched. You know, uh, I told somebody that I think the NFL a couple of years ago, um, there was there was like a commercial for, you know, how you, you sometimes see those commercials uh, where, hey, come to Las Vegas or come to North Carolina, right. you know, visit the Great Lakes of Minneapolis. Like it was a, a tourist commercial uh, that the NFL was like, oh, I don't know if we should, you know, play that during the Super Bowl because of Las Vegas and the gambling. And they didn't want to be tied uh, into that. Lincoln, it's crazy to me how fast and how quickly that's turned around and how Las Vegas now – not only has the Raiders great Allegiant Stadium, but all these big events that the NFL is completely comfortable with hosting there from the the, the senior, excuse me, not the Senior Bowl, but the Pro Bowl is coming. The NFL Draft is coming in April. Uh, the Super Bowl uh, looks like it's coming in 2024. It's been cra- it's what it's just a crazy turnaround for the league and Las Vegas. Money, 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 money. The fact is, is that uh, until the Las Vegas move. And, and until the Rams belt SoFi, the NFL kind of leveled out as far as its money-making potential. The reason why the NFL held, held Los Angeles over the heads of just about every other team in the country when they needed a new stadium was because it was, it was still open. The second largest yep. market doesn't have a team. If you don't give the, in, uh, this NFL team their new stadium here, they're going to move to Los Angeles. Well, Finally, Kroenke, after George Fontieri passed away, Kroenke took over the team. He said, I'm going to move the team to Los Angeles, and I'm going to build the old stadium. And the owners, their eyes all got wide because it's money-making. It's going to be a money generator. Same thing from the way they've been able to control gambling. That finally opened up the door for Vegas. The Golden Knights made it happen. They saw unbelievable success. TV, the revenues, and all the stuff that the NHL saw, everyone started salivating at the mouth. Can we really take a chance on Vegas? Golden Knights did. They're working. Now the Raiders come. There's going to be soon there's going to be a baseball team. Soon there's going to be a basketball team. Soon there's going to be a soccer team. That's going to come. Las Vegas is that new big city that you can take advantage of. No more have to tinker around. No offense to Memphis. No offense to Oklahoma City. No, no, don't have to tinker around those small cities. A major city, a major entertainment generator that other than sports still brings people in. 
Now the next step is London. And the next step after that may be, might very well be more teams over in Europe, but that's the next step. They, had, they, couldn't, go to, they couldn't go to England but until they got a team in Los Angeles. Now that that's done, Roger Goodell on his way out will probably put a team in London before he's done. Yeah, You uh, keep your I, hands I away agree. from the Memphis Grizzlies. Hey, no offense to him, but hey, this this going to what's going to be one of them? Either Memphis or or Oklahoma City. It's going to be one of them. I, I say this kiddingly, kind of, uh, you know, and uh, no disparaging uh, Demond's hometown of, of Memphis, uh, but but you know, when for those of us who cover the NBA, uh, Lincoln, and I know you, you you're a big NBA guy. Mm-hmm. Um, but I always bring this up because Memphis was Vancouver. You know, yep. they were the Vancouver Grizzlies, yep. and the Oklahoma City Thunder was the Seattle Seahawks. Yep. Or excuse me, the Seattle Son- Sonics. Sonics. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, and you know, we travel. We cover teams that we cover, and, and we travel. So going to better city, nicer cities is always better than lesser uh, 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 cities. And right. anyone that covered the Lakers or the Clippers or the Golden State Warriors or anybody in the Western Conference. The trade-off between beautiful cities like Vancouver and 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 Seattle, Seattle mm-hmm. for Oklahoma City, and um, nothing against them. I, no, I've found no, enjoyment no. in all cities. I always do. But Lincoln, man, that was a bad trade-off. Right oh, there, I know, cause... I know. Look, I went to school in, in Seattle, and and at the time, Seattle was a really really popular sports town. I loved Seattle's vibe, their energy, the way they supported. I went and saw many Sonics games, loved the atmosphere, and really felt, even though I wasn't from there, really felt hurt when the Sonics went away. Oh, yeah. I, th- I thought it was a huge loss. Now you see what they're trying to do with the Kraken. They got NHL. They're trying to bring, you know, either get an you know, ex- ex- expansion team or bring the Sonics, one of the teams as the Sonics back. I mean, they, they love their sports. There are certain cities that just do well with sports teams. And it's no, no sign. No, I'm not trying to shine any uh, shade on, on somewhere like Memphis or Oklahoma City, but I mean, it's, it's not been one of my, my destinations want to go to, to watch a game. <laughs> <laughs> right. Exactly. And, uh, whereas no I, did you ever get to Vancouver? You got, I'm sure you got to Vancouver. Oh, I've been to Memphis. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, no, Vancouver when you were. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Vancouver's gorgeous. Too. Yeah. It's just beautiful. Like, like I'm just, I'm just, I'm just saying. So it was just, we always laugh at that. Like, Man, we really traded Vancouver and Seattle for Oklahoma City and Memphis. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no disrespect to anybody, but think about it for, for for a second. And I'm with you. I hope that the Seattle Supersonics return because that was one of the historic franchises, and they were successful. Lincoln, they 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 won games. They won they won a championship in Seattle and knocked on the door uh, many other times. Unfortunately for them, the Lakers and Magic Johnson and Kareem and James Worthy and all those guys uh, got rolling right when Seattle was really good. Oh, there yeah. were many many battles between the Lakers and, and Seattle Super. Sonics uh, over the years, um, so uh, I hope that they do get their their team back. And I, I, you're you're right about how um, the NFL is going to expand at, at some point. And what I was always told was exactly what you just said. You know, you got to get LA squared away first, yep. and they used it to help other cities build stadiums. Uh, people like Minneapolis got their stadium built because LA was open and Hey, there might be a chance that the Vikings are going to move there. You better get on the ball, uh, in, in Minneapolis. And, and they did and, and other cities as well. Uh, and, but now that LA is locked down and, and, and good. And, and the Raiders have their stadium, the chargers have a stadium, the Rams have a stadium. I think it's going to be time where they start to look, uh, at, at expansion. And I would like to bring uh, Devon in there. Devon, if you had to wave a magic wand and be serious now, where would you think that the NFL should go? Uh, in terms of uh, expanding, if if you were in charge, 
Uh, I think Shad Khan, he's already got the roots in Jack. Florida's got too many teams. He owns a soccer team over in the Premier League. I think Jacksonville should move over to London. You, okay, okay. so you're saying London. London should be the place that they go to, turn to next. And I think, yeah, 32 teams is enough team, so just take Jacksonville out. Yeah, they're, not, they're, they're, they're likely not to – just want to jump in there real quick because I know we're short on time. They're likely not to add any more teams because they've got perfect uniformity. When I first came in the league, we were part – with the Atlanta Falcons, we were part of the NFC West. Atlanta, um, <clears throat> Atlanta New Orleans, uh, St. Louis Rams, and San Francisco 49ers. That was that, was, and then we added the Carolina Panthers. We had five teams in our division, while others had four. Now they got perfect uniformity across the board with the same number of teams in each division. They're not going to add anymore. They they're not going to get a bigger piece. You're going to have one from a dysfunctional city or a floundering city. Um, and I hate to say that you know it's out there like. I don't know if Buffalo would ever lose their team, but they've been tinkering around that. If there's a powerful owner that comes and takes over Buffalo, if they would have, they would end up moving because there's really not much going in Buffalo anymore um, as far as some of these other bigger cities. But I still think that Jacksonville is the first one to go. Yeah, I would agree. I do think that they're going to expand, but they, they would have to do it, like you said, uh, Lincoln, cleverly because um, you're not going to be able to just bring in one new team. You're going right. to have to do it as a uh, as, as maybe four or maybe Ooh, because you lot. have, like you said, complete uniformity. Yeah. You have four, uh, a whole bunch of uh, four-team divisions. Eight four-team eight, four, eight, four divisions, yep. Eight four-team divisions, uh, that's 32 teams. So, yeah, you're going to have to figure it out so that it remains uh, uniform. So uh, I'm not quite sure. How, or unless you go to a, like a, a six-team division rather than a four-team division, uh, that might be what they do. Uh, we'll see. But I uh, want to say thanks to all of our callers. want to say thank you to Dr. Robert Odell and Dr. Stephen, Stephen Shaw from the Neuropathy and Pain Center. want to say thanks to Paul Gutierrez, Definitely want to say thank you to Lincoln Kennedy. Uh, always appreciate all your insight. We'll start getting into uh, how the Raiders uh, can go beat the Cleveland Browns and try to get themselves on a roll to try to put themselves in a good position. Big game coming up against the Browns. And obviously, Lincoln, the Browns are dealing with some COVID-19 right now. So uh, it's not good over there. We'll see what it looks like uh, come Saturday. But thank you, brother. We'll talk no, to you talk tomorrow. Talk to you tomorrow, and man. Thanks, dude. Absolutely. You too. And Devon Cotton, thank you for doing everything that you do uh, as great as you do it, uh, holding down things at, at home uh, at home base. Uh, we will check back in with you tomorrow, 4 to 6 p.m. Uh, I'm, I'm here. I'll still be in here here in Dallas with the big announcement for the Las Vegas getting the Super Bowl in the huddle. Vinny Bonsignor and Lincoln Kennedy brought to you by Tequila Embajador, Raider Nation Radio 920 AM on a Tuesday.